0: I'm Jordan Ferguson
1: and I'm Kit McKinnon
0: and you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. Joining me on the other line, lounging from the satellite branch in scenic Hamilton, Ontario, your girl, Caitlin McKinnon.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Still on the phone.
1: Yep, of course we are. We're doing our due diligence.
0: We are at least we'll get into that. Friends, this is episode one hundred and ninety four. If you'd like to listen to any of our other hundred and ninety three episodes, many of which were not on the phone. Go look us up wherever most you get your of
1: which most of which were not on the phone. I feel like we really need to highlight that.
0: You really you really want it known that most were not on the phone? Yeah. Friends, if this is your first time ever coming across the Geek Down podcast, and I acknowledge maybe that is some of you, like this is not the usual setup, like at all.
1: No, Some of your other not. podcasts
0: out there, maybe that's what you're used to, just like people on phones or like via Skype or I guess Zoom. Now we're all zooming, right? Why are we zooming now? I don't get that.
1: Um, well, that's a whole other question. But I also have to say, if you know, if you're used to things sounding like it's coming out of a tin can, <laughs> then maybe this is fine for you.
0: This is everything you love. You
1: know who? It, yeah, and you know who it's not fine for though?
0: Hmm.
1: It's not fine for me.
0: <laughs> Caitlin McKinnon, not a fan. Jordan Ferguson seems to think Caitlin McKinnon will be more than happy once this all lifts to continue lounging at the satellite branch. But Caitlin is like, no. She wants to come to the Polly Pocket. She wants to watch her hour of YouTube videos. Oh, my God. It's like, you're going to need to, like, make a two-day trip. And then the first day will just be me showing you YouTube videos and playing you music. Anyway, friends, this is episode 190. What did I even say? 194? Yeah. I think it's 194. I could be wrong. Who cares? Up is down right now. This is the world we live in, y'all. The point is. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you'd like to follow the show, get notifications from your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the Third, riding the back of a rainbow maned alicorn named Philip, delivering new episodes to your device. Just look us up wherever you get your audio content: Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. None of you are using Stitcher. Who find me one person who uses Stitcher? You know what? Find somebody who uses Stitcher and then get at me on our Twitter at GeekdownPod. Get above Twitter and let me know where they are, and then they can email me, geekdownpod at gmail.com, and explain why they're using Stitcher.
1: That was very well done. It's a good segue. <laughs>
0: it's just, I'm, I'm on fire. They run hot and cold. Y'all. We also have a Facebook group, but I mean, whatever. 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 Who has time for Facebook right now? Is anything what good? What
1: are you talking about? <laughs>
0: That's all we have time for. I mean, psychological time. Like, who has time for Facebook? You know I saw on Facebook? A true story of a woman who denied the... Like, truth of the coronavirus, one of these conspiracy theorists, and then you know what happened? A week later, she was dead from the coronavirus.
1: That's actually really sad.
0: A true story. And then her friends were like, please donate to this GoFundMe for her funeral. Anyway.
1: Oh. No.
0: <laughs> Kate says no. No. Friends, if you would like to support this endeavor financially, I mean, we keep saying don't, but I mean, it's your money. We can't stop you. Like, we've taken away one of the methods you can do it. All that's left is buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. We always appreciate it.
1: I mean, if you're independently wealthy and you've gone to live on your island and so you have really no worries and you can do anything you want with your money, sure, buy us a coffee.
0: If you're If you're Ronaldo, is that who did that? Some soccer player did that, I think. He like owned an island. Yeah. He was like, "Pack up, kids."
1: Wish I owned an island.
0: Meh, sand.
1: I'm having I'm having compulsions. This is the problem. You're
0: having compulsions.
1: I've I've never wanted to go swimming so bad in my life.
0: <laughs> just because you feel um, unclean, or
1: I... sorry.
0: Just because you feel unclean, or
1: no? Because I want. I just want the. I guess the physicality of going swimming. Right before this happened, senior correspondent and I were like, Hey, we have pools nearby. Let's see if we can start swimming a couple times. We should times. swim more. And then we didn't do it and then everything Look shut down. You know?
0: Look what happened.
1: I no, know. No swimming, swimming for, for anyone. anyone. Um so that's one of them. The other one is to ride bikes. <laughs> I haven't owned a bike in years and I like saw someone on a bike today and I was like, I want a bike. I should get a
0: bike. Caitlin, is there any connection? Give me a bike. With the fact that, like, you suddenly had this, like, compulsion to engage in physical activity right at the time when you can't engage in physical activity?
1: Yeah, it's like that meme that people post that, you know, people who haven't exercised (laughs) since 1998, and there's, like, a picture of the Boston Marathon. (laughs) The government, stay
0: stay inside. (laughs) People who haven't exercised since the 90s out there running. The one I saw today that I posted on my Instagram was, like, dear joggers, if you don't respect my space, I'm hurling a can of beans at your face.
1: Is what happened so you know by and large chris and i've stayed inside one of us goes grocery shopping once a week mm-hmm. um at the most and we're trying to even stretch that even longer we don't go in anywhere but we do go for walks in the neighborhood we don't go anywhere that's like crowded we give ourselves a lot of space um but we do walk around the neighborhood um and a couple of times people Like, we'll cross the street to make sure we're doing social distancing properly. Other people don't seem to care. And I'm like, look, I know it's probably fine, but also I will start barking at you like (laughs) a crazy lady.
0: So I picked a great time to uh, live in the downtown area of Toronto, Canada. I am surrounded Mm -hmm. by major thoroughfares. I'm right in between Queen and King Street. Uh, on the north and south sides and then Roncesvalles on you know the i guess the what direction is that what are directions west the west side so i have yeah. maybe one block i can kind of walk in a circle um we've kind of been charting the weeks as we go along here and i feel like you know we, uh, we were talking before about like people were kind of cool week one week two uh, week three was things were gonna get to start weird i don't even know what week we're on anymore but this is now like I think this is the despair week. I think it's starting to set in now. And it's probably going to maintain for (laughs) question mark. Damn son. I went out at, I know I have a machine in my building, but it's one machine and it's more expensive and it's up and down stairs all the time. And it takes longer. And I know the laundromat nearby opens at 7 AM. And I didn't even know if they were still open. I'd happen to go by there on one of my walks where I've quickly realized like I should not be walking and just kind of like hung out and did step, did stepping on the stoop out back <laughs> little <laughs> mini stair climbing for 20 minutes. That's my exercise now. Jesus. Um, but the laundromat was open and I was like, okay, that's cool. I will get up at the crack of dawn. I like got up, made some oatmeal, got my laundry together. I got gotten together the night before and boom, I was out, went down to the laundromat, nobody in there, but one other woman, maintain social distance, do my laundry. Don't even leave. Did I leave the building? I don't think I left the building. Um, hung out in the laundromat, didn't even fold my clothes because by nine ish or like, so I got there, you know, a little after seven and it was a little before nine. When I left, it was already getting a little populous with some like, Ugh. where are y'all going? Why are you here? Why do you all have dogs now? Like so many dogs who <clears throat> have like never been walked in this city. Who are like, why do you care? Who are you? Why do you care now? Um, and I get home and I'm just nauseous. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. And it fades after an hour. And then I'm scrolling through social media and I see the news that uh, songwriter Bill Withers had died. He of Lovely Day, Lean on Me, Just the Two of Us, etc. He had passed away. Not from this. Just, you know, plain old heart failure. Um, and I started getting nauseous again. And I was like, oh, I see what this is. <laughs> I have anxiety problems now. Because just being outside was like, uh, like, this is where we're at. And I went out on a produce run. Um, I don't know what's going on with my local market, the one I like. Um, right. Because maybe they're just Monday to Friday now. Because I went last Sunday. They were closed. I went on the Monday. They were open at like 10 a.m. So I went out at like 10 a.m you know, just later than I probably would have if I had my druthers. Um, they're closed. Cool. I like find this other like bougie hipster market. They had fresh kimchi. So I was happy. That's really the only reason I leave my house. So I'm like addicted to kimchi yeah. now. Um,
1: kimchi rice. It's super good. Oh my God.
0: I fucking love it. Can I get it? <laughs> they had a jumbo tub at this local market. And I was like, yes, give it to me. Cause I was buying two at the other place, but you don't want to be open. I'll buy the jumbo tub at your bougier competitors. Um, And they also have La Croix. It's like $5 for a case of eight, but keep, keep cashing out with those. Anyway, I step out and I'm like, you know, look left and right. Like there's like traffic speeding by and I look and it's far enough away that I can like cross the street and feel good about it. But this old man just hawks one onto the street and I'm crossing the street thinking, will I go to jail? Will I go to jail? Cause that's where I'm at right now. I'm about to fucking go napalm on this old man who's like, no. and granted, like I said last week, there may be people in my neighborhood, there are probably numerous people in my neighborhood who have nowhere to go or are not built for having somewhere to go. Because from what I gather, there are places for them to go that are available, but sometimes those places have rules. And sometimes people who hang out in my neighborhood are not amenable to rules. (laughs) But like
1: I, I honestly, I, th- I believe, I believe it was in Singapore where they started like ticketing, spitting. I honestly think they have to do that in, in Toronto.
0: Shit, I saw a clip from and the, in Hamilton. Hmm, I saw a clip from the Dominican where they were like enforcing a curfew and like the cops, <laughs> like somebody filming from their window, just people bolting down the street because the cops were getting ready to round people up and start ticketing or just gather them. Like, yeah, honestly, I, as much as I'm like. This is great for down with capitalism. At the same time, my like social conservatism is coming out and it's like, I will snitch on all of you. I sent Kate a photo photo from earlier this week, friends. I make jokes about the parking lot quinceañeras that keep me up in the summer and whatnot. I looked down on Wednesday, I think it was. And there were like four families from this building next door, just hanging out in the parking lot, just chilling, all sitting together. And I'm like, what about this do you not fucking get? Like, do you think we're doing this for fun? Which brings me to another point, Kate. I got a lot of points today. I'm fired up, y'all. Because here's the thing. Here's a realization I had today. And maybe why I have even less time this week than I would normally. Kate, this episode that we're recording right now. Yeah. Shouldn't fucking exist. There should not be episodes for the entire month. Because I'm not supposed to fucking be here. That's true. I'm supposed to catch a flight in the morning. You know what I'm not doing, y'all? You're not
1: catching a flight catching in the Catching a flight
0: to Japan. Not what I'm doing. It's funny, because I still have all of these sites. And granted, I'm trying to be, you know, fair, because I feel like, you know, Shouts to Hopper, who I booked my flight with. I don't think when they started that business, they really thought they'd be in a position where an entire industry would collapse under them. I don't think they were built for dealing with this. Um, yeah. So, like, I woke up today. And like I said last week, I was getting emails from them being like, we haven't forgotten about you. We know we have received your request. Please don't send in another one. And I wake up today. And I'm just like, well, I was supposed to be on this thing tomorrow, and I go on the American Airlines site, and it's like, the flight to Dallas, because it was Toronto to Dallas, Dallas to Tokyo. Toronto to Dallas is apparently still happening. It's like, check in online. I'm like, you're optimistic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, I guess. Um, But then, Dallas to Narita, canceled. Canceled by the airline. I don't know when this happened. I received, I don't know when they canceled that flight. I received no notifications about it. I don't know what impact that might have on any sort of insurance claim I could make um, et cetera, et cetera. so I like had to like yell at Hopper on Twitter basically being like yo I canceled this back in March and the flight's supposed to be tomorrow can y'all do something with this and to their credit within an hour I got an email saying that the cancellation was done and then they'll let me know what the credit refund whatever is going to be and then uh tomorrow will be my uh My phone call, I believe, with Airbnb to suss out whether or not I'm I'm getting any money there, um, which I don't know if I am. All that is to say, when I see y'all out there just chilling, treating this like a fucking vacation, like, do you think we're doing this for fun? Do you think this is anybody's idea of fun?
1: It is nobody's idea of fun.
0: I mean... Part of it is my idea of fun. Let's be honest, but I mean, like, I still like to leave the house. I still liked my job. You know, I I'm a fuck been a fucking slug for like three weeks doing little steppers out on the back stoop, so I can like make sure my hips still work. Like,
1: <laughs> you should do. uh Okay, so d- you you remember body break, right?
0: Body break, body break,
1: body break.
0: Wait, I just That's said a yes. Wait, did Body Break and Fabricland have the same theme song? Did I just sing the Body Break to the Fabricland?
1: Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look that up I... at some point. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Hal
0: and Joanne to break... somebody.
1: Yeah. Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod, who are actually married. They are. got to put that out there. They are.
0: Interracial yeah. couple, y'all. So all that... Teaching kids yeah, to be so all that... healthy in the 80s. <laughs>
1: So all of that – so they, so Body Break was something from – something called Participaction.
0: <laughs> that smells which like the was, government.
1: It was a series of, of like 90-second television programs that would like happen between commercials. Yes. That basically were like, this is how you can like incorporate fitness into your life. And again, these are from the 90s, so they're just – and like late 80s, they're just – they're fabulous. So actually, participation because I was feeling nostalgic uh, one time of the many times uh, in the last couple of years, um, they participation actually has a app, and they have like Wait, like today? A live thing. Yeah, they've got an app. It that still can, exists. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. participation still. I don't know how they still. I think it's because it's like a government-run program. But I haven't seen anything on, like, TV, but they have this app, and it actually has some really good tips and tricks in it, especially for people who are working at their desk all day. And they're, like, develop some things for um, how to do exercise while staying indoors because of all of the, uh, you know, physical distancing and, like, how to get your family active. So it's actually kind of cool. So if you're interested – just look up participation. It's my that's my body break minute.
0: Or do what I've done and look up the NHK calisthenics videos on YouTube for all the for all the old oh, really? uh, for all the old OG songs out there who, are, who listen okay, to the radio the radio calisthenics. <laughs> they have seated options as well. If you're not if that's if that's even that's oh, how it, I
1: love I love the old people exercising.
0: It's young people, but they're like old people exercises. It's like. Friends, the best like example of this I can think of, if you've seen it at all, is there's a scene in the movie Battle Royale where Beat Takashi like, while like you know the insanity of children murdering each other is happening on this island, he like gets up early on day two and is like in his tracksuit out doing like radio calisthenics out.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, um, the way Jessica Fletcher.
0: For life. <laughs> it's just it's just knee bends and like arm swings and that type of shit. But I mean, I, I've done it a few times and it, it limbers you up a bit. Um, yeah. So go the fuck inside. Stop spitting in the street. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Tim Hortons, close your fucking bill. Like close every store. Close everything.
1: Hey, you know how many people I saw when I stepped
0: anything. out and they were just like strolling with a fucking like double double and a bagel. Like you don't have coffee Whoa. at home. Like
1: wait a second. Tim Hortons isn't closed.
0: Not the one here. I think they closed the dining room, but you can still like walk in and take out. Like,
1: oh, it's a, I see so I, many people wandering said, around. They basically closed everything that didn't have a drive-through. Oh, but fucking, I guess it doesn't work in Toronto.
0: The one in the Dale still so many open. Of them don't. So again, y'all, they it's, are doing
1: they are doing free deliveries of Tim Hortons on um oh what's it called? Skip the dishes and Uber Eats.
0: I don't, man, I had somebody try to get it, try to harp on me for doing more delivery type stuff. And I'm like, man, people have, I'm not gonna put some dude delivery drivers. Like number one, for like a serious grocery spot, there are probably people who need that spot more than me. I live alone. It's just me. I can duck in and out pretty reliably to get my groceries. Let some grandma like have the, you know, spot at the Walmart or no frills, like, online delivery type thing and I'm not going to endanger some delivery driver to bring a fucking breakfast sandwich to me like
1: I'm just letting people know <laughs> so it's that all information
0: if, if you're a piece of shit go ahead you can do that but I'm not gonna... <laughs>
1: Jordan, Wow,
0: it's starting to get to us y'all uh, all that is to say I'm not going to Japan so the second I get my fucking EI worked out or find out what's happening at this refund oh Discogs, I check you every day my friend I check you time. But you're also going
1: to save money for when you go next year.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do like one discogs order to scratch the itch. And then we'll see we'll see how much I need to live and when I get to go back to work if I have a job to go back to.
1: I'm sure you will.
0: <sighs> please, please save major Canadian retailer Justin Trudeau if it comes to that. Oh, we're going to miss we might miss Mother's Day, y'all. That's that's second Christmas.
1: Oh, no. That is second Christmas. I remember the days.
0: So, yeah. They're saying July. So, I mean, if it goes to July, uh, that could be, that's going to be Mother's Day, Father's Day, and grad. So, that's basically.
1: And probably my wedding, most likely. We're like Caitlin's almost, wedding. Uh, we almost 100% are like, yes. We just, we kind of have to wait for other things to cancel. Mm-hmm. So probably we we'll know we'll say makes the official announcement in in May. But yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, kid.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Like I keep on saying, thank goodness it was not like I was not wedding crazy. Yeah, true. Or like I knew what my wedding was going to look like at 5 years of age. I was thinking about I think I mentioned being like a mermaid biologist. <laughs> Like, a mermaid marine biologist. And by that, I mean not studying mermaids, but being a mermaid and also being a marine biologist. <laughs> um, that was, like, my life goal at five. So, yeah.
0: How, How's that going? How'd that work out?
1: Oh, I'm already crushed. Like, I was crushed at, like, pretty early on.
0: That and when you found out you couldn't be Spee Sparkles.
1: Um. Well, Spee Sparkles was my toy so I didn't want to be Sea Sparkles I mean I would have liked to probably be like some sort of fairy princess <laughs> um that would have been cool yeah those were my life goals
0: I don't have any life goals
1: and not even when you were a kid you didn't have any life goals
0: oh did I have life goals when I was a kid no I really didn't know that I think about it huh
1: well, that's a fun talk.
0: Way to, <laughs> right, wait, wait to, to put an extra sauce on on that, Kate, <laughs> <So I'm> already, <laughs> I'm already devoting large swaths of my week to just like, how has this permanently damaged our psyches? Like, Damn, son. I had a friend on Twitter being like, so when do we start feeling normal again, or will I just always feel that if somebody gets too close to me, they're going to kill me? And I was like, no, my dude, we're broken. That's.
1: I mean, I think we're going to, I think we're going to recover very quickly. Um but it's going to start with friends and family, right? I don't think that will ever really be damaged forever. I think what's going to take a long time to recover is because we're probably going to have to do it. It's not going to be like, Hey, everyone, we can make things exactly like they were before. Right. Even if they lift us being, sequestered in our houses they're going to be like you can't have groupings of more than 20 people oh yeah and then you can't you can't have groupings more than 50 people and then oh we're going to allow flights to different countries like it's going to be this slow progression um and then you know the fact that they're saying they might have to do this several times there might be a resurgence in the fall winter um, like th- there's just so much unknown. I think that's the problem is that there's so much unknown. Yeah. How is the economy going to recover? Like, are we going to go back to- are we going to have another, you know, 1930s depression? Um, like just, you know, the, the dust bowl kind of thing, like <laughs> how bad is this going to get? That's what makes me kind of crazy and just not being able to know and not being able to plan and. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the and
1: knowing. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. And just and knowing so many people are gonna die, Mm. that's also really right. That hard to deal with. You want to get?
0: I said right that you want to get super dark. Why not, y'all? Sometimes it's not all it's not all flowers and rose petals here on the geek Town. Talking to my friend. Yeah. Talking to my friend who uh, you know is South American, and. How the thoughts had to come into her head about like, you know, if you're here from other places and you got family back there and something happens to them, you can't go. Nope. <laughs> no, you cannot. So think of that. You dipshits across the parking lot. <laughs> who are fucking, they're playing blasting klezmer music or some shit. So they're obviously, you know, what did I say? I think they were Armenian. You got friends back in Armenia who are like, go down from this. Just remember, remember why you can't go so sad ah friends what a time to be alive it's not all dire i will say i mean we're not america (laughs) sorry yeah Um,
1: sorry those also in the united states
0: we feel for you very much because i gotta say like i don't think i had a anything in common philosophically with Doug Ford before this happened. And I'm sure after this, I won't have much philosophically in common with Doug Ford, but there are a lot of people I philosophically disagree with, uh, politically who work in government in this country who have basically all realized that there's bigger shit to worry about. Yes. I saw Dougie like in his own truck, picking up like masks last weekend to like take to hospitals like, didn't tell his staff, yeah. just did it with his own truck on his own. And I was like, word? All right, Doug. And,
1: al- and also, you know, having – it's really hard because we recognize – we as in Canadians and the Canadian government recognize that the relationship we have with the United States is unbelievably close and in a lot of ways unbelievably strange because hmm. we haven't had a war since – 1812. 1812. And technically, we've never had a war because we weren't Canada. At yeah, the that, time. Was, that wasn't even really us. Um, and and we know that making you know trade as open as possible, uh, being cooperating as much as possible is very important. So then to have Trump sort of say, you know, to 3M, you can't sell masks to Canada. Yeah. And, and we have to basically go, we think that's a bad idea. Like we can't retaliate because we're just going to make things worse. It's a really Uh, weird situation to be in.
0: Justin stopped short. Um, They both have him and Ford both stopped short.
1: Yes. And that's why I brought it up because I know Ford had, had said something about it as well, but you really, you can't say, well, if you do that, we'll do this because people it's people that are going to be harmed from it um and it's just very frustrating that even his politics are not just harming his country but could have the an impact on our country and our people um so it yeah it's very frustrating and just infuriating that people are still you know defending his actions or saying he's a great president or whatever
0: have you had to uh, unfollow anyone yet?
1: No, I also don't know anyone from Windsor. No, <laughs> it wasn't from <laughs> Windsor.
0: It's Vancouver. I don't even. It's not anybody I know personally. It was just like a really. Yeah, sometimes you just get these people who you don't know, but it's like you seem to be into the same things, and you like a couple of each other's posts, and then whatever you follow. Um, sharp uptick in, um, like. So, I just saw a notification on my phone from Twitter that was like, you know, sometimes you get the little notifs that are like, you know, here's what's trending. And the trending was, no 5G is not causing coronavirus. And I went, what? And I'm
1: sorry, what?
0: 5G, like the cellular network?
1: Yeah, no, no. I'm saying what as in my brain, I immediately have a headache Mm -hmm. from just the, just, I, oh. Um, So, there's a group of people who think that 5G is causing coronavirus.
0: Um, They are pointing to the very Loctite evidence that many countries that don't have 5G networks do not have very many cases of the coronavirus.
1: Oh, my God. I don't understand. Okay.
0: And we have the data about you know, the effects of, you know, cellular radiation or what, I don't know what they were calling it. Some sort of radiation and what that does to health real, like DMT third eye type stuff. And like, here's, here's ultimately where I stop is like, I would just love for any of these people, you know, cause tinfoil hats, you know, real news resistant resistor types. If you had any sense of graphic design, I could maybe take you seriously. Like that would maybe get me in the door. <laughs> like I gave, I, I gave this woman, this woman I had to unfollow a pass for the first one, which was like, you know, again, some health worker giant scare quotes talking about the 5G coronavirus thing, and I'm like, oh, oh, word. I got, like, about, you know, 45 seconds <laughs> into that before I just ixnayed. But I still gave the the woman who posted it a pass. And then she posted another one that was, like, this man saving the world type of thing. And it's some dude who apparently his byline, he's, is like, his name, then MIT, PhD, and then inventor of email. Like, he puts that on everything. And maybe he did. I don't know. But he's, like he's big on like hashtag fire Fauci. Like Fauci is like, you know, the nefarious one pulling the strings and trying to manipulate Trump and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God. And also stop putting your name, MIT PhD inventor of email. Stop posting typewritten letters on your Instagram account. Stop like blue screening your videos. Get a fucking mic that has any sort of audio fidelity. Like, this fucking podcast setup costs $175 and we sound better than you, MIT PhD. Like, what the fuck? Like,
1: I would like to be able to put stuff at the end of my name. <laughs> um, So I want to be like uh, Caitlin McKinnon, um, BA, because I do have a BA. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're putting PhD, I think I should be able to put BA. Um, And then be like inventor of... Like, cute collages. Like, I don't know.
0: Kayla McKinnon, B.A., cute collagist.
1: Cute collages. There uh, we are.
0: Jordan Ferguson, B.A., comma...
1: I, w- I wrote a book, motherfuckers. Oh,
0: right. I guess there's that. Yeah. I mean...
1: I, wrote, well, I, would, I, I would just open with that. I wrote that. two. You'd be like, hi, my name is... What's your name? I'd be like, I'm Jordan. I wrote a book.
0: <laughs> just say say that regardless um yeah but yeah like i don't if you have no basic grasp on just making your shit look good and facebook is terrible for this as well like if you look like myspace in 2006 i can't like i can't (laughs) fuck i can't fuck with your energy like whatever you're trying to lay down whatever sort of like underground theory you're trying to give me whatever real truth you're trying to open my third eye with if you can't fucking kern your typeface properly like i can't like my dude it ain't happening
1: what if you have an angel? Like you have what that looks like angel
0: fire. <laughs> I would take animated flame jets. That's what I would take.
1: Okay, all
0: right. Um, so that that was the one I had to unfollow. The more troubling one, Katie Mack. I mean, I'll never, I'll never do the unfollow, but it, it's troubling when you get messages from. The he's at Cosmos Records. <laughs> that are just instagram links being watch this and this and it's really like third eye opening this is the step one to the total collapse of society and martial law is coming and there will be a blackout on um, these days that'll shut down everything the internet the power grid blah 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 the apocalypse is coming etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> like my dude let's just talk about records
1: <laughs> um can you just send me those days when the blackouts are coming just so I know to charge my devices? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all,
0: yeah, y'all yeah, let you know. I mean, you should charge, you just charge them, you know, every night you should be okay. Um,
1: I know. I know they, they are, but like I have like extra power bar things.
0: <laughs> me so... and my, me and my one battery pack I bought for the trip that I'm not going on. Um,
1: yeah, but you might now have it for a blackout. So yeah, there you true. are.
0: So, uh, chin up y'all. It's only going to get worse. Um, so there is still not, like, news. I guess this ties into updates because it is something I watched last night. Spent a lot of time last week talking about the wrestling, and yeah. which is really, like, the only thing happening right now. It's not the only thing happening right now. One thing that we will uh, look at, this is just a story that popped into my head, but, I mean, we will revisit at a later date, possibly. Um, with all of the, you know, things shutting down and things being deemed essential and not essential... I saw the very cheery, uh, headline or opening, you know, what they call it, what they call in J school, the nut graph, which I can never, mm, what a term. It's basically your opening paragraph in Forbes that described, uh, what is currently happening as an extinction level event for your local comic shop. Uh. Because I don't know what's up with DC. Marvel already announced they're just not making books till further notice. Diamond, which is, like, the only... They have, like, a monopoly on distribution for independent comic shops. They shut shit down uh, in late March. So there's no supply coming in. Now, with these orders, they're all small businesses. Like, I don't know about your landlord. My landlord waited a day to cash my rent check. Uh,
1: we, have, we just put in rent normally.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know... It's rare for him to take a day in a normal like week. If it's on the weekend, normally you take. You know, if the first comes on the weekend, normally he takes a couple days. But I mean, this was the first was like what Tuesday. And Tuesday yeah. came and went, and he hadn't take the, taken the rent out. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to be a decent person. <laughs> Wednesday, pound punch drop, <laughs> rent gone. Oh well, but when, when my rent is as relatively cheap as it is in this city, you probably don't want to make too much of a fuss. Or, you find out when that next rent increase comes next year. <laughs> it's going to be higher than you expected. Anyway, yeah, bad time for comic shops. Um, but one industry is still trying to limp along. We'll see for how much longer is uh, the wrestling business. Um, And I had mentioned last week that they were having WrestleMania. This weekend, as we speak, actually night two just started as we're recording this. Night one was last night at the performance center that they have. They're little like. You know, basically the NXT arena. It would normally maybe sit, I don't know, maybe a thousand people. If that, um, right. And they were doing like the biggest, their big, their Super Bowl basically that they normally have in football stadiums. And it was number one. Just watching it with no crowd was very surreal. Although the opening match had Oscar uh, and Kyrie sane defending their tag titles. And right. you, you could hear all the shit talking that Oscar does with no and Kyrie do with no crowd. <laughs>
1: That was probably amazing.
0: That was amazing. Also, I know enough Japanese to know that Asuka was just straight telling her opponents to fuck off, like, in Japanese.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: Oh, that, and what's amazing about her, friends, look up Kanachan TV, because this is the pro wrestler Asuka from the WWE, just, you know, playing video games and cooking in her backyard, and she's, like, totally not, like, what her character is. It's fantastic. That's what I was watching 4K called, actually. So, number one, having these really, like, silent matches is weird, um and also because it was pre-taped they clearly edited in spots like there was a, they were setting up a spot where you know um Oscar was going to get pinned and then Kyrie was going to do her diving elbow off the top rope but just the timing didn't line up when you were watching it it's like it's like Kyrie was making her way up the turnbuckle but then it cut to a close-up shot of the pin and Kyrie like dropped in from the top of the shot but like it wasn't there's no way she got to the top of the turnbuckle that fast <laughs> Right. And did her setup and all that. Um, That's not the weird thing. The thing that really, like, ooh, weirded me out was they had these, like, you know, ladder matches and no DQ matches where, like, guys are risking serious injury. And I'm like, you you don't need to do this this year, y'all. Like...
1: You can just take a break.
0: You do this shit to, quote, pop the crowd. Like, you don't need to do this. Like you don't need to jump off the 30 foot sign, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. You don't need to have him land on you and put you through a table. Like we don't need to do that this year. But then I started thinking that maybe it's safer this way. Cause they can take their time. Right. Cause they're pre-taping. So they don't have to like do it live. Right. Like Kevin Owens can get to the top of that sign and be like, yo, you good. <laughs> okay. We good for the shot. Okay. I'm going to jump off now. <laughs> like, Instead of just like, oh God, I hope this works. Um, <laughs> but all that is to say, I don't even know how to. I should just send you a link and make you watch it. So they were going to have this match with the Undertaker and AJ Styles. They were calling it a boneyard match. And what the hell's a boneyard match? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what this is. Okay. And. Again, filmed in advance, and the whole storyline here was the Undertaker like got involved in AJ Styles' business a couple times, and now AJ is like, is like, man, why are you still here? You should retire. You're, you know, I don't even see the Undertaker anymore. I see a broken down old man. You just keep coming out because your wife's got you whipped, and she wants you to you know go for the payday type of thing. You know, I, I see a broken down man named Mark Calloway, and the second you call somebody like the Undertaker, like by their government, it's like, woo. Um, <laughs> So that was the storyline, basically. It's like, I don't, I want, you know, I want the dead man. I want the, you know, I don't want this guy. Because he's recently, his career in real life is obviously slowing down, The Undertaker, that is. He's got a fucking Instagram account now. Fun fact, recent photos yeah. on The on the Undertaker's Instagram account from Doc Andles Myrtle Beach Zoo, recently featured in Tiger King. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the Joe Exotic one, the sex cult one. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, he's opposing with his wife. He's breaking character a lot more. He did a big, long interview with Austin on Austin's podcast, which I mean, I can count on one hand the amount of times The Undertaker's done that. Like, he's always been very protected the business, as they say. Right. So this is the sort of stuff that AJ was poking at, you know. It's like, I don't want, who is this guy? I don't even know who this guy is anymore. You're not the, you know, they always call, him, they always call The Undertaker the phenom, right? It's like, you're not the phenom. I want the phenom at WrestleMania. I don't want this guy. And Taker cuts this promo last week, which was, again, filmed, like, old-school style. Like, he was kind of, like, in a room just talking to the camera. And he had a stretch in the early aughts where he wasn't, like, you know, the zombie mortician type guy. He was just a biker. Like, he was himself. (laughs) He still called himself the Undertaker, but he was the American badass. Um, Right. And he was kind of, like, that version a bit. Like, he was just talking. He was like, so you want to make a name for yourself? That's cool. Try me. I'll make you famous. Bring those two ass clowns of yours. Like, <laughs> he's just yeah. cutting straight a straight up promo. So what were they going to do with this? And what they did, which is amazing, is they did it cinematic. They filmed it like a scene from a movie, which has been done before. Most notably by a guy named Matt Hardy, who, have I ever shown you clips of Matt Hardy at his Matt Hardiest?
1: I don't think so. Well,
0: that clip of Jericho yelling at the drone I sent you, which, by the way, did you watch? I did. Was <laughs> it everything?
1: It 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 was it was ridiculous. Yes. But, yes, it was everything.
0: That drone is Matt Hardy's drone. Amazing. So, Matt Hardy had this thing where, like, he got, like, years ago in a different promotion, he got this thing happened where he was... He got really beat up at the end of the match and he came back as broken Matt Hardy and he was nuts. He put a white streak in his hair and he would talk like this. And he would talk about deleting people, and he would just like swipe his arm and go, delete, 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 and he had he would start filming these like vignettes at his house. Like this this promotion just let him do whatever he wanted to. So he had this he had a housekeeper or a groundskeeper named Senor Benjamin. <laughs> who featured prominently Junior Benjamin. Yes. His wife and like toddler son would feature prominently. He would call his brother, brother Nero. <laughs> like <laughs> why? I don't know. And he had a drone called Vanguard one. <laughs> and well, ultimately what happened was he was beefing with his brother at one point And they had this thing called, oh, they've done two. They tried it in the WWE and it didn't, well, it worked, but Vince obviously did not get it one was called the ultimate deletion and one was called the final deletion. I don't remember which was which, but they were filmed like movies. Like there was no ref, yeah. um, ambient music kind of played in the background. Like when this started, you had like the Undertaker's theme song and AJ got out of a, out of a hearse. And he was like laughing. He's like, why are you dead man? Let's go. And you heard like this, like, motorcycle off in the distance and Metallica played. Like it was such a B movie. Like, I'm not saying this was fine cinema by any means of anything. It reminded me of the movie roadhouse, which delighted me. Um, because you know, then when Taker and AJ start like, you know, fighting air quotes, they start beating each other up. It's not like there's no wrestling moves and Taker's not like, you know, walking the, you know, the ring rope and jumping off of it or anything. It's all filmed and staged. But he's just like talking the whole time, and he's he's like, "Oh, come on, AJ, come on, boy, That's is what you wanted. Is this what you wanted? You want to make you make make famous at WrestleMania? Is this what you want? Talk about my wife again, boy." <laughs> he's just like jaw jacking the entire time, and like there was definitely a scene where like AJ like got the upper hand and like booted him in the nuts or something. And Taker, who is like you know almost sixty at this point, they're actually I think doing a doc series about his like road to retirement. I think starting right. tonight, which I can't wait to see because friends, I don't know if it's ever come up, Undertaker's my favorite wrestler. Like, full stop. Always has been. Um, But, like, he's almost 16, he's, like, rolling on the ground, like, just heaving, sh- like, Ooh, uh, uh, like, he's in so much pain. <sighs> and I'm like, what a weird profession.
1: <laughs> it, well, yeah, I think that's why it's, it's so documented.
0: Like, you're not an actor. You're not, you're an athlete, obviously. But, it's like this weird blend of improvisation and and athleticism and like and this is I guess really, if we've never really gotten into why I find it so fascinating like that's what a weird thing, and like, I just thought it was amazing that they went all in on this like cinematic style of of wrestling and everybody like Matt Hardy eventually tweeted last night and was like my, he's like my mentions are blowing up. He's like, I loved it. Cinematic wrestling can work with the right characters and the right investment. Like you shouldn't do it with everything obviously, but I mean, there are definitely, there's a match with John Cena tonight that is probably going to go down in a similar fashion. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It's just, it's nuts. And we'll probably be like, I mean, all these guys have been home for a while, and they're not going to be able to leave home. So, I mean, for the first time in decades, the World Wrestling Entertainment might have to, like, go on pause for a while.
1: That's kind of amazing.
0: I don't even think they went on pause after 9-11. I think they were one of the first—they may have been the first, like, event that happened after 9-11. They might have taken, like, two weeks off, and then they were back in, you know, like, you know— Charlotte filming an episode of Raw type of thing. (sighs) WrestleMania, y'all.
1: WrestleMania.
0: That's what I was getting into last night. Kate, what have you been getting into? Books. Books?
1: Yeah, there's this thing called reading that you can do if you have a lot of time on your hands. Gross. Yeah. it's Actually, you use your your eyes to take in symbols that your brain translates and then you hallucinate meaning.
0: (laughs) I'll do it myself. Wow. Kind of
1: a wild ride.
0: Wow. Do my own drops. Wow. (laughs)
1: Um, So I actually, I had mentioned, I think all three of these books on the show before, but I just hadn't got time to finish them. And now I have, which is um, I finally finished, you know, Diaz's, this is how you lose her. Oh. Um, I finished midnight riot slash rivers of London. Uh, It's called rivers of London in the UK and midnight riot in North America. It's by Ben Aronovich. Um, There's a whole series of them. It's about a, cop, who is a cop, but also learns to be a wizard <laughs> in London.
0: It's about a cop. A day, London. Who's a cop?
1: Um, yeah. It's called Cop so, Show. So It's um, very uh, uh, urban fantasy. And then straight fantasy fantasy with a book called uh, The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms by N.K. Jemisin. Right. Um, sorry?
0: I said right. She's a big deal right now, isn't yes. she? She went a bunch of Hugos or something?
1: Yes. Now, I liked the writing, and I liked the world she created, and I thought she was a great writer, but I didn't entirely like the story. I thought the story was okay. I thought the story was a lot bigger than she wrote it, Um, and the main character, I just found a little ridiculous, that's all. But yeah, other than that... It was, it was really well written. And for a first uh, book, like, fantastic. So if you're into high fantasy, i definitely say check it out. Um, Midnight Riot was was good. Same. I, I really liked the writing. Um, it had a, definitely a very, like, similar streak to um, Neil Gaiman or um, even, I would say, oh, oh, no, um, I have the internet in front of me. I can do this now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it's Kelly Link, I'm going to smack you next time I see you.
1: Um, um, my favorite author, but I can't remember her name. Uh, oh yeah, no, this happens to me all the time. And then people are like, how are, they, "How are they your favorite author?" And I'm like, "You know what? I have a really bad memory." Douglas Adams. It has a very like Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett. You
0: forgot the name of Douglas strength. Adams.
1: I have this weird memory. I can tell you everything that happens in a book, but ask me to remember a name and I just shut down. It's basically like you could, you know, I, my eyes go dark. It's it's very strange. You've been there, you've seen it. <laughs> um so anyways, it has definitely that like British humor aspect to it. Um and there were things I really liked about the characters in the stories. And the main character, though, had that same, almost the same problem that um, the 100,000 Kingdoms had, which was they were just like, they could do too much. <laughs> like, almost verging on Mary Sue. Mm. Um, almost. Like, not quite there, but yeah. They, Yeah. It just – there were some things with the characters that I was like, oh, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. What a cool guy you are! But yeah, and then uh, This Is How You Lose Her. I wanted more stories about not Junior. Mm-hmm. Um I just – his stories were all the same.
0: Oh, you the last um, one?
1: Well, even, like, there were – again, there were things I I really – liked when he's talking about like his body breaking down Mm. and aging I thought that was amazing but there's just through a lot of the other stories there's just this treatment of women that's like very poor and not ever really reflected on like I know that this is like these are first person stories so they're focusing on how they're feeling um but just, it's just this continual pattern, and there's no, like, change. Um, I think he's also there, sometimes again,
0: so- grapples with the idea that, like, you know, what it is to be masculine in Dominican culture, right? Like Where your value is put on, your value as a man is put on, like, how effectively you can seduce women. Um, I might be being much more forgiving <laughs> from my <laughs> cis-white-heteroscom perspective. Um, but just, yeah, throwing that out there. I mean, if that's It's not saying your take is wrong. If it's coming from your perspective, yeah, probably. There's a lot of shitty behavior towards women in those books.
1: And and that would be fine if there was some – if there was more of an acknowledgement of it, Mm. which there isn't. Even one of the characters I really like, which is, like, his best friend that was in the army, um, like, freely cheats on his wife. And, like, there's no sort of, like, I shouldn't do this because I love my wife. Like, there's (laughs) no – acknowledgement of that, and that is part of, like you said, the probably part of the culture, not really something that's talked about, but I think there has to be a little bit of that balance. Um, even just, like, the treatment of his brother and him towards his mom, like, that's, like, really hard to deal with, so. Um, but again, unbelievably well written, and when he is writing about other things, um, I find it like he really helps you viscerally feel like what he's going through when he's going through that depression. And when he's talking about how he's like, all these doors sort of are being shut on him. He can't run the yoga thing, the like the weird numbness in his arms. (laughs) Like they're just like all these things compounding. um, And the sort of like fragments of his life he's trying to put together. Um, But anyways, that's, That's how I felt about that. Um, But yeah, so it's just been exciting to sort of get to read again. I am still looking for an awesome book. So if you guys out there in the geek down multiverse have suggestions of fantasy or science fiction um, or graphic novels that you think I'd really like, please let me know because I'm looking for... Something fantastic. I haven't read anything fantastic in a long time.
0: Holler at us on the Twitters, yo. Get
1: off Twitter. Yo. But Caitlin. Yeah.
0: Am I safe to assume that you did not do the opposite of reading in the last week? And watch Tiger King?
1: <laughs> I didn't. So I was about to watch it and then weirdly senior correspondent <laughs> got really uncomfortable. It was like he was just like looking at you know how Netflix sort of plays that preview? Mm. And he was just like, I don't think I can watch this. I honestly think it might be about the animals mm. in like how they're treated. and right. He gets very uncomfortable with stuff like that. He also gets uncomfortable like me where there, if there's an uncomfortable situation, whether it's real or not, we get really like high anxiety um, and a stomach ache and feeling just not good, which now, you know, you've experienced mm-hmm. much of this week. Um And I was like prepared to watch it for like the absurdity. Um, But I don't think he could handle it. So, and the hard thing is because we were in the same house all the time, um, (laughs) it's hard to like not watch something with someone. But I think I might just like sometime this week be like, go when he's playing Dungeons and Dragons, I'm going to be like, I'm going to watch Tiger King. Because I need to be part of this cultural conversation.
0: <laughs> the window is closing, Caitlin. I know. Well, you know what's never going to be a part of any cultural conversation?
1: What's that? Borgen. <laughs> <laughs> How is Borgen?
0: Friends. <laughs> this is going way back. This is for my deep, my deep geeky deeds, which I mentioned on Twitter. I had heard about this show forever on like, you know, year, years ago. I don't even know. Fuck. Do I even have the actual like date of when this show dropped? So man, yeah. The show started in 2010 and I probably heard about it. It only ran until 2013. It was probably around the time it ended. I started hearing mentions of it on kind of like some like, yo, this show's great. Never seen anything like it. Um you're going to have to steal it. I don't know where it is. Like you can't find it subtitled, but it was only on some like British network. It's a Danish political drama. <laughs> and about, about this woman who ends up for reasons, her, she leads a small, one of the smaller parties in the Danish parliament, but because of circumstances and the way par- parliamentary systems sometimes work, she ends up becoming the first female uh, PM of Denmark. Um, and, I just thought that was really <laughs> interesting. And when I was going through the offerings on the Hoopla app, which we, you know, highly espouse Hoopla canopy Libby, any of those apps that make use of your library services. I was like, Oh, they have TV on, on Hoopla. Let's see what they got. Oh my God. They have Morgan and God, when, when did I first watch it? Kate? Like how many years ago? Oh,
1: Yeah. It must at least a year and a half, if not two years ago.
0: Um, and I mean, it ain't fast moving and it ain't a mile a minute. So I'm not surprised that I fell off a little bit. I'm not surprised that it took a pandemic for me to revisit it. Um, but as March was rolling into April, I was like, well, let me maximize these credits because you only get eight borrows a month. Let me let me dig in here. And, ooh, buddy. Back on the Borgen train. Uh, I remember talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, that I have no interest in anything like that. And I was like... But the justice minister had been surveilling on a small opposition party.
1: What a twist. And that's not allowed. Kate.
0: Kate. Surve- yeah. Surveilling. Surveilling. That's that's the heat of, uh, that's the hottest thing that happens in a given episode of Oregon. Um God, <laughs> what, what ones did I have? They do this weird thing, which is the reason why you can never take DC Comics that seriously, because the cities are all named, like, Central City or Keystone City, and Marvel's just, like, New York. Um, Yeah. So when they make up, like, you know, weird sort of Soviet-type, you know, banana republics in in between the Ukraine and Russia, to, like, tell this (laughs) story about a dissident who's, like, probably hiding out there, but at the same time, the, you know... Elected air quotes president of this country is maybe going to uh, commit to you know uh, 100 billion euros worth of uh, you know wind technology, wind energy technology for their country, type of thing. But he wants the dissident arrested, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and how she like finagles that to get him to commit, still commit, but not turn this guy over to be killed, type of thing. Um, so there's a little like political maneuverings like that, and it's just I like seeing other places because I can't travel anywhere. (laughs) Added to that, um, I I don't know what detour, I I zigged when I should have zagged on Netflix or something and discovered The Mire. Have you seen this?
1: No, what's The Mire? The
0: Mire is a Polish crime series. I didn't get too far into it. Uh, Set in the 80s, basically, it looks like it's going to be some like, I don't know, kind of well, there is no girl with the dragon tattoo, so it's not going to be very girl with the dragon tattoo-ish, but it's, you know, journalists investigating the case of some, you know, like a prostitute and a community organizer both get murdered, like, at the same time near the same area, and, like, I didn't get too far into it, because...
1: Oh, my God, 1980s in Poland. <laughs>
0: Kate's on board. So, I'll, I'll report back on the mire. Like I said, I didn't, get, I didn't get that far into it, but that's there. You never... I guarantee you never seen that. Um, you
1: want to know what i just did what'd you just do um like literally i'm gonna say a couple hours before we did the podcast i got my free my well temporarily free subscription to uh acorn do you know what acorn tv is
0: how are you not on acorn already isn't acorn a part of amazon prime
1: I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh, no, I thought it was. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is, but it's one of those things where you have to you pay, still have to pay for it. for.
0: It's um, like nothing but British crime shit, isn't it?
1: it well, it's British. Yeah, basically. And you want to know the only reason, even though I love British crime shit, like I could do without. As long as I've got, well, I found out that Father Brown has more seasons and they're Whoa. not on Netflix yet. What? The reason. The reason I came here was because the movie... Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears. Oh, shit. Is on. Oh, it's, shit. It's maybe, it's, right? I am going to watch this movie immediately after we get off the phone. Yo,
0: yo, Kate almost, like, was okay with delaying till recording tomorrow so she would have time to watch yeah. Miss Fisher's movie.
1: I wanted to, like, let the people know.
0: <laughs> Speaking of old things we talked about way back when, yes. <laughs> Jazz era swinging lady mystery solver
1: yeah she's amazing in and Louisiana? now she's she in at? england oh, she's in england now yeah she well, was well, in she australia this, this movie and i think probably egypt
0: <laughs> such a probably. globetrotter franny fisher yep and that that off was crap you said
1: I didn't know. I was just really upset because I could be good, but I don't want to know about her niece. (laughs) I want to know about, I want more show, like episodes of Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. That's what I want.
0: That's the show, y'all.
1: Yeah. I don't want to know about her future niece. Like, I don't care. I want Franny Fisher.
0: Well, we won't take up too much more of your time. We'll let you get to that. Uh, anything else of note that I have in here that I got to talked about the mire, Talked about. Oh, I finished the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That was that was my sad day <laughs> when I went from doing laundry and I and I was nauseous all day. I was like, today's a bed day. And friends, just a general reco, give yourself a bed day every once in a while. What the hell is a bed day? And you just hang out in bed all day. Like, sorry, the, those of us who still have to work. <laughs> don't get to take bed days
1: yeah i don't get a bed day
0: i mean you could you got a laptop don't you, no, or you got I straight could. desktop nope
1: we have a meeting every day i like half to answer emails
0: answer emails from bed? i
1: might i might <laughs> i might ask in a couple weeks when work's really like slowed down because we got the official notice that you know we're not going back until well they said unofficially the day It'll be May, whatever, but they're going to let us know April 30th if it's extended. And I cannot see us going back in May, but most likely it's going to be the next couple months. So when work really slows down, we're going to, uh, we're going to see if maybe I can ask my boss if I can have a bed day.
0: (laughs) It's like, can can we do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule? How about that? Um. Yeah, no. Just when I was like nauseous, and I also had gotten up, early, gotten up earlier than I had in like weeks, um, I just didn't feel good, and I was like, "This is a bad day." I'm just gonna like cool out and be sad and find something to watch. I was like, I never finished Curb, um, so I, as I've said before, my relationship with Curb is fraught <laughs> because yes. i you know you talk about not being able to handle awkward situations. I don't even think I knew that the season was done. I'm assuming it's done. Because um, you got something resembling comeuppance by the end. Um, but just, I'm always amazed at, like, how this show, from a, just, like, a storytelling perspective, like, how this sh- show plays out. The whole crux of the season has been, well, it's been twofold, but, like, one of one part of it has been he started a spite store. <laughs> A Spite store? Yes. He did not like the service at Mocha Joe's Coffee Shop. He thought the tables were wobbly. He thought the coffee was not hot enough. And Obviously, the whole crux of Larry David's character is he will just, like, just say shit that, like, there's no filter, right? Like, when I... I was curious to know who, like, Larry David's history, like, as a person. So, I was, like, on his wiki page, and he's basically admitted that the character of himself is, like, if he had no, like, tact or social graces. It's basically the thoughts he has. He just, the character just says them. Um, And he decides to, directly next door to Mocha Joe's, open a spite store to put Mocha Joe's out of business, where he feels he will improve on everything Mocha Joe's doing wrong. (laughs) So, like, the tables are bolted to the floor so they can't wobble. Um, there's hand sanitizer on every table. Eh, that was a funny joke back then. Um, there are no toilets cause he doesn't want defecators in there. <laughs> Nobody's shitting at latte Larry's. Um, the urinating is only, he develops the, these like self heating cups and these like urinals that like are automatic and like slide out with a drawer type of thing. <laughs> like all that type of shit. And ultimately what happens is, uh, for reasons the latte larry's burns down and when he's talking to the fireman it's like well normally you know when this would happen we tried to go in here but we couldn't get the hose through because the tables were bolted down to the floor and it's like yeah it's because they don't wobble and basically he's come up and says as the fireman says you did so many stupid things it looks like arson <laughs> right so he ends up having to pay for the insurance and, you know, these lawsuits and shit. So, basically, Mocha Joe moves into the house next door to Larry's and just throws loud parties every day. But there's, apparently, spite stores catch on in the universe of the show. So, there's, like, Jonah Hill opens a spite deli. (laughs) (laughs) And later on in the show, Mila Kunis opens a spite um, jeweler. But the one I couldn't fucking believe was... (laughs) I, like how he gets people to do these things is like, like his like connects or that people want to do it. Like ultimately the first time curb ever like got on my radar was the Michael J Fox episode, which I need to go back and watch beginning to end because it's like Michael J. The crux is like Michael J Fox gives Larry David a soda. The soda explodes because Larry David has been doing stupid shit and Michael J Fox is pissed off and it explodes. And Michael J Fox is like, well Parkinson's like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah.
1: My god, I'm so like it's so hard to have a good humor about stuff like that. So I'm so glad Michael J. Fox does.
0: Oh, yeah, like, like everything in this episode was basically like, is he using Parkinson's as an excuse to do shitty things to Larry David? Um, right. Oh, and your boy, your boy Sam from Detroiters was on the uh, one of the episodes. Oh, yeah, he's in a,
1: I mean, I'm still not gonna watch it, but I just really like that he's in stuff.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so like people will, like, have no problem cameoing on the show. And while they're running through all these, like, you know, the trend of spite stores, Sean Penn opened a bird shop.
1: What? Okay. Amazing. It was
0: actually Sean Penn, like, hanging out with a blue macaw, like. (laughs) Yeah. Because the the pet shop next door sold him a mute bird, and he was mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So that's Curb. Um... That might have been it. I did a little a little reading myself. Keep making my way through uh, How to Do Nothing, which is a weird book, and I still don't even know how I would describe it. The last chapter I read was just about focusing your attention. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, continuing just to really enjoy DJ sets on Instagram Live and YouTube. And I had, had Scratch Basted playing on YouTube this afternoon. Yesterday, there were, like, ultimately too many DJ sets. Like, Questlove was on one side playing Brazilian music, and Jazzy Jeff was doing throwback shit on another channel. And I'm like, there's too many. Which, ultimately, I mean, I have time, and it's really my version of doing a jigsaw puzzle, because I'm not fast at it. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do a mix. I'm going to do a mix of all the records I would have bought had I gone to Japan. So, look forward to that, friends.
1: It's only slightly tinged with
0: sadness. So much sadness. (laughs) the saddest mix of bright happy music you've ever heard in your life. Friends you hear that that's the
1: I hear a tick That's the elastic on that's
0: the elastic on the notebook that's the snap of the elastic on the old moleskin Letting you know that I believe this concludes another episode of we need a better name for <laughs> we need a better name for this. Oh, Se- like a season of episodes, yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> or, or like something um, that rhymes.
1: I was thinking like the comfy COVID sessions.
0: <laughs> the co- the comfy or... the comfy COVID sessions. That's a, another comfy COVID session of the Geek Down Podcast. I'll go with that. Good for you, kid. Yeah, thanks. Another comfy comfy COVID sesh for you. <laughs> we'll be doing these for question mark. Um. <laughs>
1: I think, I don't think we should have, like, I think we should just be, keep on making our episodes, not quite make it to 200. Like, <laughs> you know, parents are ticked off and they'll be like, not, but they want, you know, to give their kid enough time. So they're like nine and one quarter, nine and one half. We're just not going we, to, we're, I think we should
0: we're do that. not doing episode 200 till this is over. Yeah. Yeah, I can rock with that. Um, yeah. that's what happened last time <laughs> we hit 100. It was just like episode 99 turbo championship edition. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. More of that.
0: I've, uh, I've been getting feedback from people who are like, you know, cause their routines are off. Right. So they have a backlog of episodes. Like Mr. Malach hasn't been driving to work, so he hasn't been listening to the podcast. He's doing some yard work today. And like him and I know Kyan was letting me know as well that like to go back and catch up and just listen to the arc, the emotional arc of these episodes has been, <laughs> Mr. Malash was like, it's real interesting to listen to you and Kate talk on March second. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I bet it was. What are we gonna talk about next week? I don't know, friends, but we hope you'll be here for us and get us I on mean
1: the- I can tell them.
0: <laughs> what are we gonna be talking about, Kate?
1: Uh we're gonna be talking about uh Miss Fisher and the, <laughs> the Tomb of Tears. <laughs>
0: Friends, if you have thoughts about Miss Fisher or you want to give Caitlin recommendations for fantasy or sci-fi novels, get at us on any of your social medias, primarily Twitter. You'll get the best response. We'll be back here next week for, God, I don't know, for like just an hour of, as much as I talked about WrestleMania, that's how long Kate's going to talk about Miss Fisher.
1: Basically, yeah. (laughs)
0: Look forward to that. Friends, thank you for joining us as you do every week. This little bit of routine. That I get to hold on to it has been keeping me sane. I hope it keeps Kate sane as well. I hope it keeps you sane. We love you for spending work. time.
1: <laughs> I was gonna, I was saying work. Work keeps me sane.
0: <laughs> well, some of us don't have that, Kate. We need to make we
1: only. I only have the podcast.
0: I have the podcast and very slowly making DJ mixes. That's my two, my two things, and eating all the chips. I already burned through a bag of tortilla chips between yesterday and today. Whoo! quarantine life y'all friends stay sane take care of yourselves in the words of Seth Myers which is something which is something I greatly liked stay safe wash your hands we love you my name is Jordan Ferguson
1: <laughs> my name is Caitlin McKinnon the theme song is by Rob Gasser wait is that right yes okay I had a moment <laughs> My name is Caitlin McKinnon <laughs> no, The theme song is by Rob Gasser And we hope you enjoyed another Fantastic episode of the Geek Town Podcast And that you will join us next week For another fantabulous episode Of the Geek Town Podcast No matter what
0: Jordan says I'm keeping all that in, bye 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 slight pause because i can't tell from here because i'm looking through a screen and he's a gentleman of color i don't know if he's on his balcony staring at me i don't know if he can see me i will i will cordially raise my coffee cup hello friend (laughs)